0: Warning, because of the extreme content in this podcast, it is not appropriate for children. It contains depictions of violence, language, and disturbing subject matter. It is recommended
1: strictly for adult audiences. Parental guidance is suggested. My name is Joey Siaglia, and I am so excited to welcome you back for Season 4 of Murder Phone, Have you ever had a conversation with a serial killer and lived to tell about it? My brother, Tony Siaglia, a traumatic brain injury survivor and subject of the best-selling book, The Serial Killer Whisperer, has spoken for hundreds of hours with some of the world's worst serial killers. This season is titled, Finding Megan Emmerich. In July of 1973, 17-year-old Megan Emmerich disappeared from Seward, Alaska. Her body has never been found. Megan was believed to be one of Robert Hansen's victims. Robert Hansen is the worst serial killer in Alaskan history, and he shared a cell with Tony's friend Manfred West for over seven years. During that time, Hansen shared many secrets with West, including the location of his hidden cabin where we believe Megan Emrick has been buried for over three decades. Tony, along with our father and co-host, Al Siaglia, Will share hours of tape recorded conversations with Manfred West that detail some of the most intimate stories that Hanson ever shared in that jail cell. This season, with the help of prisoner Manfred West, Tony will finish the quest he started over 15 years ago, finding Megan Emmerich. This is Murder Phone.
2: Letter dated. April 4th, 2007. Dear Anthony, good to hear from you. I've sent you two letters, however, I'm on the watch list. The DOC is not too happy with the fact that I have friends in low places. Manfred, so did Garth Brooks. (laughs) He made a lot of money on friends in low places. I don't write some of these people much. Only once a year to let them know I'm still alive. I'm I'm sending you a picture of me, Bob Hansen, Abel, and little Al. (laughs) He is little. Yeah, he is. You know about Hansen and me. Abel is 76 years old and in for murder. Has one eye, no teeth, and can hardly walk. Holy shit, I thought I had it hard. <laughs> but he is the funniest person in Alaska. I would die for this guy. And that's a fact. Now, little Al. And you see Al here, he's definitely not <laughs> little. Not little. <clears throat> <laughs> now, little Al. Al. He is the small one, with his hands on me and Abel. He is a biker, hell's angel, and true outlaw, and is out now and living up north. Charlie Manson has nothing on this guy. He is only five foot two. But I'm telling you, the devil would run from Al. I've never met the purr. <laughs> uh-huh. The Coxman. He is a real supreme demon, yet you would never know it looking at him. Did you get the moose painting? <laughs> Did you see the two naked people near his rear end? If you stare at it, you'll see them. Don't even try, you guys. We've been trying to fucking find these two nude people for the past, what, 16 years? Yeah. When was this letter? And we've never fucking found them. This is 2007
0: when he sent this. 16 years, yeah. 16 years. I can't. I've stared at this thing and stared. Uh Uh-huh. He even drew a little in. It's supposed to be right back here. I can't see it. It's supposed to be right back here on the rear end. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. It says right here, AC. This is all I have for the time being, but we'll order some canvas later. There is a naked girl and guy in this painting. When you can't find them, write me. Ha ha. Cartoon Freddy, 07.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's a hell of an artist, huh? Yeah. And boy, so this was the first painting he sent us. Yes, it is. Oh, We have so many of his paintings I know. I know it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh Uh-huh. You're doing good. We have seven dinners a year in our prison. So here are some visiting forms in case you ever want to come up for a dinner. Me and Hanson go to a few dinners. Come on up and take a picture with us. I'll make sure Bob is there. Respect Manford, AKA Cartoon Freddy. P.S. AC, Alternating Current, or Anthony Siaglia. In prison, like a biker club, everybody is given a nickname. Is AC okay? And you've been AC since 2007, haven't you? Gosh, I've been a lot of names over the years. (laughs) Every one of my (laughs) women seem to call
3: me something different. They have a name for you.
0: Yes. Yeah.
3: Hey, murder phoniacs.
2: This is your host. Tony C. Aglia, or A.C. if you want to call me. There you go. <laughs> the Serial Killer Whisperer. Hello to all my friends, and welcome to the second half of season four, Finding Megan Emrick. The story starts now. The letter I opened with was, from April, 2007. And we were going to set up a trip to Alaska for one of the dinners where we could meet the crew, including Manford and Hansen. During the next several months, you will see a dramatic change in the events surrounding Manford and Hansen. Hansen went from being Bob, B-O-B spelled backwards, is still BOB. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> it's still Bob. <laughs> Hansen went from being Bob to being referred to as the worm, and for good reason. We're going to take you through all of the stories, twists and turns, and strange events. That happened during our search for Megan Emrick in the cabin where she's buried. Before I get into that, I'd like to introduce my co-host. God, you're an artist. I'm just looking at that maker. You're an artist. Oh, you like that. hmm I don't want to scare him. Yeah. Take a drink. Go ahead. Okay. Should I? You need to. Okay. I went to a doctor appointment with him this last week, and the doctor said, Al, <laughs> Stop. you need to drink more water. <laughs> you need to drink more water.
0: Joey put you up to that? No. I heard him the other night. Yeah, yeah I love when you say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, everybody, it's the man, the myth, the legend. Mr. Coxman himself. My dad, Al Siaglia. Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. You're it's welcome. always a pleasure being here with you. You know that. Thank you. I guess it's good at your age to be anywhere, right? Above ground. Yeah, me and Keith Richards.
0: <laughs> Before we get into today's story. Let's Talk about our friend that paid us a visit. What do you say? It's yeah. amazing,
2: wasn't it? It was amazing. She's amazing. Yes, she is. What a classy gal. Yes, yes, she is. Go ahead. All right. Well, me and the Coxman, Joey, and special guest star, my mom, <laughs> <laughs> had dinner at Pasta Mia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn good Italian restaurant. Yeah. So consistent. 20. Tw- 23. Over 20 years. 23 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, we've been gone. Mm-hmm. I discovered that restaurant. Yes, you did. She said, me and a stripper went oh, to dinner boy. there. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
3: She, she introduced it to me. And then I introduced her to. The Coxman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the coxman yeah okay but come on go But ahead. anyways
3: we went to
2: apostamia with francine from wisconsin you Sin- betcha yes <laughs> oh you betcha <laughs> right oh yeah and she talks like she's from wisconsin <laughs> i love and, it with yeah. a little bit of minnesota mixed it, in there yeah oh yeah. yes
3: so <clears throat> Francine is a diamond member. Diamond. Yeah. That's pretty big. Yeah. And has supported us since the beginning.
2: As a matter of fact, she was the very first
3: subscriber to buy me a coffee. Yeah. Yes. But more
2: importantly, she is a great person. And we had a wonderful time at dinner. We did. We did. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you always get nervous in a situation yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like a blind date, you know? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. But, but you she, brought all of us along. I know. <laughs> uh, she is wonderful, though. Yes. She gave me a coffee mug
2: for my birthday, and I'm going to share it with you guys. There it is. Right now.
3: She says this is how her family talks back in
2: Minnesota. Minnesota. That's Uh where she's from, right? So she had this made for me. With a fuck, fuck here and a fuck, fuck there. Here a fuck, there a fuck. I don't give a fuck, fuck.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. You did
2: the song. <laughs> uh-huh. I almost fell out of the chair in the restaurant
3: when she, when she presented that to me. Thank you. Thank you, Francine. Uh-huh. We had to ask her for permission though to oh
0: yeah, to do this, yeah. you know. And she gave it. She said hey, absolutely. Eh? No, that's Canadian. Yeah. Did you have a good time, Dad? I had a great time. I didn't think you'd ever ask me. I was just kind of sitting here, you know. (laughs) No, I had a great time. And
3: it's interesting. Francine within like three,
0: four, five minutes max, we were like family. It's it's like we were ki- uh, sitting at the kitchen table, right? I yeah. mean, it was just very natural, and we we had a ball. She really even fucking
2: time. thinks like us.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, that poor lady. <laughs> 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 no, but you know she's great, and yeah. Uh, you know, what can I say? Her friend, and you know what? You talk about being nervous. She comes to Vegas. And first of all, let me tell you: most of the time, when people come to Vegas, they say, "Yeah, let's hook up, let's have dinner." Oh, let's, it's
3: been so long! Yeah, I want
0: to see we'll you. See you. They never show up. Never. And I don't blame them. They're they're here, and they you know they get caught up yeah. over on the Strip. That's why they're here. And Hookers, they blow, and prostitutes. Whatever they're doing, they're whatever. having a good time. And we told Francine, are you sure, you know, you want to take the time? She said, oh, absolutely. And I'm glad she did. We, we had a great time. She's a great, great friend. And uh, she loves the show. We talked about killers. We talk, her friend said, are you sure you want to go on this thing with these people that they talk about killers? Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah. She said, I, I listen to them and I watch them on YouTube. So I feel like I know them. And now you do, Francine, and we're glad you do. And if you ever come back to Vegas, you please, please let us know, mm-hmm. and we'll hit Pasta Mia again. Yeah, if you ever
2: get sick of that uh, wonderful, beautiful weather in uh, Wisconsin, <laughs> come on back.
0: Come on out, right?
2: Exactly. You know, just me and you, we'll call the date. I can leave the luggage at home.
0: Uh, She's going to be cracking up. So, we've been going to Pasta Mia like we said for over 20 years. So, to be fair, I have to mention a few other places, you know, because, you know, we go to a lot of the same places and like a broken record. Everybody knows Tony's story where we go and they all know that we do the podcast. So, you know, let me just shout out to some of our places, okay? Amore, Taste of Chicago. And, What can I say? We have been going there for over 20 years and we know Joey, the owner. We know our manager friend, Jen, Mm -hmm. who we've known since she was 16. And now she runs the restaurant over on spring mountain. And, uh, I'm sorry, Durango. And, uh, she's great. And then the whole staff there, I mean, we know a lot of them, so we want to say hello to them. And thank them for listening. And there, there's a listener out there by the name of True. T-R-U, True. Jen did give us your card. We understand that you're a big fan of the show. And you went into Amore and asked if we really eat there. And we do. And you know what, True? We will, one uh, thing, settle down a little. We'll let you know when we're going to be in there. If you'd like to come in there and join us, you know, have some pizza, whatever. Shoot the shit. Be great.
2: Okay. Isn't it amazing? And Jen, she was like Jen, she was like a little girl I when know. we met her. I know it. You know, now, now she's old enough where I could date her. This is incredible. <laughs> We've known her that long. Well, she knows you well enough not to. <laughs> Come on. A lot of people are hearing this, man. You're ruining my rep. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs>
0: and our friends at in and out Burger which is our favorite place to go for a burger. Yeah. Uh, Erica, Janelle, Kathy, Peyton, Reese, and many more. You know, they have a big staff. I used to be in the restaurant business, and I have to tell you, that place runs better than any restaurant I think I've ever been in.
2: It's incredible. Fast
0: food restaurant. I uh-huh. mean, it's unbelievable. No matter how long the line is, and you know they're always long, uh, in the drive through and no matter how busy it is in the restaurant, the food is always right there. It's consistent. It's hot. And the help is really, really nice and friendly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I love those girls. They're great. Oh, yeah. They really are. They are. And Greek. What about Greek? Hey. <laughs> Yasu. is. It's a small restaurant off of... Uh, Charleston, near Buffalo. Yes. And these people used to be our neighbors. We used to live right across the street from them. They've been our friends. They've been there 18 years. They've been our friends for over 20 years. Great people. Uh, Peter and Christian are the owners. They're always there. Um, They're just, what can I say? The food for 18 years has been consistently great hmm And they're just cool. They're great. And and we love going in there. And we'd like to say hello to Will and Sarah. It's a husband and wife that both work there. And their kids, Cassie and William. They are mm-hmm. big fans of the show. We thank you very
2: much for that. Right? Oh, yeah. And in fact, though, if you ever read my book or read my book, The Serial Killer Whisperer. And oh, yeah. there's two pictures of uh, the Greek restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And of us in there, right? Of us in there. Yeah. 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 I forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: And last but not least, side piece pizza, which is in the Red Rock Hotel. And uh, good pizza. It's really good pizza, and it's also consistent. But I want to say thank you to Raul because Raul is the manager there and he loves our show and he's always supporting it. He said he had people up in Colorado listening. So thank you. Yes. And people here listening. So Raul, thank you. Thanks to everybody. Yeah. These are commercials, guys. No. No. Be, it'd be, be nice if we were getting paid. <laughs> you know? They didn't ask for this. No. No, we just we we love. The places we go, the people are all friendly and the food is good. And I know how hard business is. The restaurant business. So we can give them a shout out and help their business. I love it. I do too. Okay, buddy. Turning I love it you. over to you. I love you too. I love you, Bird. Yeah, I know you haven't been doing good. Let me
2: discuss that a little
0: bit. I know. You should tell them. Mm-hmm.
2: Um Everybody. The, uh, it's hard to talk about, but my birthday was February third, and, uh, I guess like February second, it started this tsunami of depression and just. Mixed up thoughts. And it it's kind of like a hurricane and a tornado, like mixed together. And gosh. And it's been coming and going and coming and going. And it's been, it's been coming more than going since February 2nd. And, um, almost had to cancel today.
0: You're a gamer, buddy. I am. If, if they knew what it was like for you to be... We didn't rehearse or anything. I mean, that's how bad it was last night. Uh, so yeah. it, Depression sucks. And, uh... And my
2: dad said something to me last night. When I was, um sitting there and just kind of staring off and he said to me that i i looked haunted and that's a good word for it dad because it is it's a haunting emotionally crippling experience and unfortunately I take tons of fucking medicine for it. And it doesn't seem to work, but we know what it's like when I don't take any medicine. Then it's my life implodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um I don't know it sucks it sucks it fucking sucks and it's something that I will have for the rest of my life
0: I thank you for making it today because I know mm-hmm. they don't know I know. It's hard. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. love you too, pal. You know that. Mm -hmm. We all do. So let's kick depression in the ass and Mm -hmm. kick this in the ass. What do you think? All right. I'm all for it.
2: Yeah. Here's a letter dated April 11th, 2007. I was suffering a lot of depression back then. And you can tell from his letter, Manford knew what I was suffering. Hey, AC. I hope this finds you feeling better. You have to be very careful with depression, it's like a dark hole, and you can't get out. I've named it the void. In an occupied place in one's life. The void is a hell on earth. I lived with many depressed time bombs when I was on the streets. When I went into the void, I hated it. Very, very scary place to be in. As for sleeping, I never did much of that. I just sent you a letter, so be cool, please. Life can be fun, and it can hurt like hell. Someone, most likely an old friend, took my 1946 panhead Harley Davidson. It was a gift from my grandfather, and it was all I have left in the real world. It was my only hope when I get out. I just wanted to ride again. Only a few friends knew where it was, and now it's gone. I felt pain for months, and I almost hung myself. But I had to let it go again. Life is fun. One day and hell the next day. I have an interview with Dr. Stone sometime in the next 30 days. He's going to talk about my childhood, I guess. But hell, my childhood was bad. But after hearing your story, I feel your pain. You must have been in a lot of pain over the years. I'm with you, my friend, because I know how fucking scary the void can be. Please take care of yourself and let me know how you're doing. Much respect, Manford. Here
0: is a letter dated May 6th, 2007. Pay attention to the dates, as Tony said you will see a noticeable difference as the year progresses. Hey, A.C., what's new? Not much going on here. Bob is feeling better. He is hoping to die in his sleep. He's tired of prison. I can't say as I blame him. Prison life is hell on earth, but we live on. You can come up and visit us. I sent you the visiting forms. Just mail them back to Seward, Alaska. We have seven dinners each year, good food. Me and Robert always go to the Alaska Native dinner. This year it will be on August 25th. Bear meat, moose meat, native dancing, and gifts to all the visitors. You, you can also have pictures taken. So you can come up and you can take a picture with me and Bob but you will have to get that visitor's pass sent back soon. I like real people, and you're one of those. I hate that you suffer from depression because it sounds like you're around a lot of caring people. I grew up around uncaring people, and that can be a real trip on someone's mind. I've met the Grim Reaper a few times. Not a bad guy. Ha ha. For years, I was inside that dark void, an unoccupied dark space full of pain, hurt, and uneasiness. Now I walk on the outside of the void, stepping in now and again. Bob said to say hi and not to believe everything you see or hear on TV about him. Respect, Manfred. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you're thinking so, the same thing I'm yeah. thinking. Don't believe all that shit. No. So what if I confess to 17
2: murders and there was more? There was more. Don't, don't believe that shit. How many? 26, they, maybe 30? They, they,
0: they think, yeah, up to over 30. Definitely more than 17. Because he didn't admit to Mary Thiller or, or Megan Emmerich, and we know about that. Yeah. Because he did admit to that. To Manfred, so.
2: That motherfucker died much easier than his victims did. Yeah, he sure did. Fuck yeah. Piece of shit. Actually, man, I'd rather fucking die if I were one of those girls than have to get fucking raped by that piece of shit. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. P- plea bargains. Don't get me going. Okay.
0: Francine agreed with us. Oh. Yes, she did. She Thank agreed. you, Francine. She agreed on a lot of things yeah. with us. Yes, she did. So anyway, Manfred keeps, he keeps mentioning the dinner. He mentions it again in this letter.
3: So we're preparing to make the trip. Go to Alaska, you know.
0: So Manfred, I mean, you could just tell he's trying like hell to set this up so Tony could meet this asshole in person. Now, Manfred knew what was going to happen, but we had no idea that what was going to happen in the very near future happened. And uh, we just went into it blind and uh, decided we'll go to Alaska. Right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Snow bunnies. Could you see us in Alaska? Manfred doesn't understand, does he?
2: No. <laughs> I mean, here in the desert, when it's fucking 40 degrees, we're like cold.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, here's, here's another letter. It's dated July 4th, 27, 2007. Hi, AC. Well, today is the 4th of July, and this prison holds a big get-together in the yard. All you can eat steaks, ribs, ice cream. And there aren't too many prisons that do this. Listen to this. I ate four ribeyes, baked beans, the works, and seven cups of ice cream. Hansen and Abel ate a lot as well. I'm laying on the top bunk right now, so full I can hardly move. Robert is sound asleep and most likely sick. Can you believe he ate that much? That they do that for them? That's a little shocking. Yeah. We can assess. I mean, we can attest to the fact that Manfred eats like that because we did visit him. He puts it down. He can put it away, man. He puts it down. Yes, he can. Okay, letter, back to the letter. Just want to remind you about the dinner on August 25th here at the state prison. You'll have to fill out those visiting forms, but you will be able to sit with me and Robert Hansen and take pictures. Now, that's a -a once-in-a-lifetime deal. So if you can, come on up, take a few days, and spend it with us old hard asses. You can't beat the Alaskan prisons. I did a lot of time in New York state prisons, which is hell on wheels. I got cut up real bad there and almost didn't make it. But we fight on. My friend in Borough, Alaska just ripped me off for 15 paintings. I've been real pissed off. I get burned a lot by outside people because they know that they can get away with it. I could make a call, and they would never know what hit them. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write this he wrote this Mm -hmm. I could make a call and they would never know what hit them but when you change you can't go back to the old you I just wrote him a nice letter and told him to fuck off I'm on the right side now and the plan is to stay on it I hope you did something cool today keep up the good fight and don't let the guy in black get you down Respect, Manfred. He'll
2: make a call to Al. Little Al. Oh, shit. Fucking Al Mason. Manson. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Dad, this guy was lucky that Manfred was pro-social now. Pro-social now. Let's hear that old conversation where he describes this. It will give everyone a good idea how he moved to the right side.
4: How you doing? Well, uh, uh, I'm doing okay, I guess. Yeah? Surviving, you know, it's, you know, I'm in the mod right now with uh, 59 other prisoners and everybody's doing their thing. Yeah. We got about six phones here and they're all tied up, so. You, um, man, that, that wasn't a, a good painting. That was extraordinary. Oh, well. It was... I painting a photo from what I felt of you. That's what it was so great about it. I didn't paint it out of my mind. It was just kind of like what I got out of our, our relationship as a pen pal. It just that you seem like me, even though you're out there in the real world, you seem like you're in that little room someplace. and, and uh, But you give out good vibes. That's why the Angel's there. Thank you. So, uh, and they've helped. They've been helpful to me. I don't know. I may never see it, but it's still been helpful to me. So. You um. So, I don't know. I, I I have a gift to paint. I've always had that gift, and I've never used it for good purposes. I used to paint skulls. I got tattoos of skulls all over me. I wish I could take, get rid of all of them, but I I'm stuck with them for now. <laughs> but uh, I never really used it for a good thing. I never used my painting for good. And I uh-huh. started doing that in the last couple of years. Yeah, well you, man, you're very talented. Except for that jerk-up in Barrow. God, the, it makes me mad. The one that's got all the paintings? Yeah. He doesn't answer his phone, he doesn't answer the letters, and my friend went up there to check on him, spent the whole weekend up there, and, uh, could not find him. He was there, but he was hiding. <laughs> really? Yeah, Barrow's a real small town, they're all Native people, they're Eskimos, and when a white person comes into town, especially when a white person comes in and starts asking questions, everybody hides. Everybody sort of like the old days with the Indians down, in, you know, down in the United States, the Indians always took care of one another. You know what I mean? And I went about it backwards, and I shouldn't never sent nobody up there anyways. I was just kind of stupid on my part. Just undoing doing so much time, I like to collect some of my debts. <laughs> it was stupid. I'm glad he didn't find him. It might have been worse. It might it might have made me look bad. And I don't I don't want to look bad no more. Yeah. So you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to become pro-social. Pro-social? Yeah. That'll work with me. You know, that's what I'm trying to do. I, I've never really been very good at that. And I'm really working hard at trying to do that. So I'm kind of glad he didn't find him. And I'm kind of glad uh, that he doesn't owe me no more. We're even now, so I don't have to worry about breaking week sometime and asking him to do something. You know. Uh-huh. So it worked out. Actually, worked out pretty good. Yeah. I need to let go of all that old stuff. You know, it's hard. You lived a, a tough life. Yeah, well, you know, I, I kind of like this new life. I kind of like the honesty and being truthful. You know, I, I I don't find it hard. In fact, I find it very easy. That's good. Because when you go outside, you don't have to look over your shoulder and That's right. worry about... Yeah, so I'm finding that kind of cool. So, I wanted to call and Make sure you got the painting. Uh, I, I didn't have much to mail it out and I had to mail it out in toilet paper rolls. <laughs> That's what that is? Yeah, they're my, I've been saving them from my cell. So I could put them in there and then I taped them together and then I stuck the painting in the middle. <laughs> wow. See,
2: prison makes you, uh...
4: Hey, when you're poor and you're in prison, you make things work for you. Yeah, you do. Shit. <laughs> 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 work. Man, um, yeah, You know, i come down there and visit you. Hey, any time you want to come down, you let me know, or we'll, we'll work something out, I don't care. I, I don't, I've don't. i only had one visit in 15 years, so I'm not used to visits. Actually, I've had several visits from the law that wanted to know things, but only one personal visit. Uh-huh. What do they want to know? Things so, about Robert Hansen? I, they want to know about people I've been involved with things going on. And and you know what? I was telling them lies at first and then I just decided to hell with it. Tell them the truth what I know. But you know you don't like people coming at you, you know? Yes. So I told them a bunch of stuff. I just gave them a bunch of stuff here last week. Yeah? Yeah, I had a bunch of stuff stashed up in Fairbanks. I was going to a counselor meeting here at the prison and and I was talking about it because I'm being pro-social and being honest. So I said I had all this stuff buried. And, of course, they didn't believe me, so then they told me that I should do the right thing and give it to the to the people. So I called and told them where it was, and they went and got it. So I don't think I'm going to get charged with it, but I'm kind of glad. After it was all done and over with, I felt pretty good about it. That's excellent, man. So I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah I'm getting there. I'd say you're doing pretty damn good. I'm trying awful hard. It ain't so bad. Actually, it's kind of cool being on the other side. You know, I was just telling somebody in group the other day that I always hated cops and state troopers, and I still have a dislike for them. But I sure as hell wouldn't want to be one today. No, it's just in that house up there. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be walking up behind somebody's car and asking them for their driver's license, you know. Oh, yeah, especially at night. I'm getting my, uh, I'm getting I'm getting to be pro-social. I'm getting my respect back, and I'm feeling better about myself.
0: So, I mean, for you just heard. He talks about the actually is I think it was the second painting he did for Tony, and it's a beautiful painting. It's it's a it's a cabin in the woods, uh, snow a snow theme, a lot of snow,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, evergreen trees,
3: and uh, there's smoke coming out of the chimney as angels, and uh,
0: when Manford was you know, describing the painting and Tony and he were talking about it. He said that uh, he put the angels in that painting because Tony gives off good vibes and he likes that. And so, you know, he wanted to share that with Tony in the painting. He also talks about being pro-social and we were we were excited to hear that, you know, and, and this was all, that call. That's an old call from him. We've got a lot of newer calls, but this was like way back in 2007. And so he was changing. Hey, it's old school, man. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he's pro social and lucky for the guy in Barrow,
3: Alaska that stole his paintings because, you know, like he said, they don't
0: realize it. I could make a phone call and they wouldn't know what hit them. And I truly believe that. I don't, Manfred's not a bullshitter and he's not one to brag. It's just a fact, but he decided not to do mm-hmm. it, which is good. He's changed. I kind of wish he would have done it. He's a changed man. Well, you know. yeah, but you know, I, I understand his point because once you go back there, you know, you yeah. might get stuck there. Yeah. And he also talked about giving up some things to the to the police. Hold on, that uh-huh. just kind
2: of reminds me of something. Yeah. The other day I was driving,
3: driving home from lunch. And a song came on like my Spotify. All right. And it's called what was it called? Real motherfucking G's. All right. And
2: okay. it's, it's, an, it's an old song by Easy e Oh. It's old school. That's why I said old that. Old school. It's old school. And I'm thinking, and I'm listening to this song, and it's like, I wanted to stop the fucking car, all right? I wish I had a gun, because I would have put it in my pants. I would have sagged my pants <laughs> a little bit, and I would have walked around and just listened to this song, Real Motherfucking G's.
0: You would have, huh?
2: I would have. Okay. Because I felt like a gangster at that point. I like. It. I felt hard. I felt bad, you know? I felt like, yo, yo, what's up, G? I felt that kind of tough. They
0: hold that gun like that.
2: Right? Yeah, that's how they hold their guns. Yeah, but they yeah. shouldn't. No, you got to hold it like yeah, this. much easier. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to share that with you guys. God, I, yeah. I haven't heard a rap song in like forever. Been a while, right? Forever, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So anyway, I was going to tell you that he, he talks about, you know, he didn't, he never liked the police. He never liked the the cops or the state troopers. And as he said, he still doesn't like them as a whole lot, but he's, he's doing things now. You know, he gave up, he had some things buried. I, I think it was explosives, maybe some guns and he gave them up and, and he felt good about it. He said, I really felt good about it. He told the cops about that, right? Yes, he yeah. did. And then, and for no other reason that he just wanted to get it off his chest. He wasn't looking for any, you know, time off or anything. He just wanted to do something good. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then he also, he talks about, and this really kind of blew us away. Uh, You just heard him say it. He would, he didn't like the cops, but he mentions that he wouldn't want to be one today. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking 2007. I got eight, but seven. Right? Yeah. It was 2007 when that phone call came in. He wouldn't want to be a cop then because he was saying how dangerous it is. You know, he couldn't imagine walking up to a car middle of the night to ask for their license. Mm-hmm. T- much too dangerous, he said. That was 2007. You imagine what he thinks about this shit now? What, all I mean, hell breaking all these loose? poor cops. Said, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, who wants to do that, right? Yeah. I'm glad they do, and I, and I respect them, and I take my hat off to them, and uh, by the way, Francine, they came to visit us, and her son is a police officer, and thank you, sir, for your service, because mm-hmm. we need them. I don't, I don't care what they say.
2: All I'm thinking we about is em. straight out of Compton. <laughs> Forget Dr. Dre. It's Dr. T, all right? You're still on this. I am. All right. Okay. Okay.
0: Sorry. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to keep going or would
2: you like to take over? Well, I don't know. But I can uh, take over. All right, go ahead. Get some water and sh- calm down. I will. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen, that's really a good example of the fact that if you're part of the biker culture, you can always you know, get to somebody. Manford wasn't even a member, but he could call in favors. Like me, Doctor T. <laughs> sip, 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 sip. We're gonna get this guy. We'll probably have some gangsters
0: waiting outside for us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, little Al.
0: Little Al will be out there. Yeah.
2: Uh uh-huh. huh. Hmm. But you know, Manford. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in Hell's Angels. You know, he was a fringe player. Right. Right? So right. It's, it's like he could call in favor stone. He could get shit done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scary. And that guy is like, that guy's lucky.
3: Very that, lucky.
2: That, you know, he went over to the right side.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So this is a letter dated July 16th, 2007. Hey, AC. Cool. Hey AC, I was taken back by you sending the visiting forms. But happy. I know you know this, but I must say it anyways. If you do come for the dinner, you will meet Mr Hansen. Do not bring up Icy Bay or his crimes. This would cause a shitstorm. He enjoys talking of hunting women.
0: <laughs> I couldn't help it. You couldn't help I it because you're just thinking that's
2: fucking jag off. That's exactly yeah, what I'm thinking. Motherfucker, I this. Yeah. little yeah. fucking. He doesn't want to He doesn't want to talk about his crimes. Yeah. That would cause a shitstorm. Yeah, now I'd have to beat his ass right there before the cops got <laughs> and broke it up. Because Doctor T is I in the house. I was waiting
0: for this. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> fucking ass
2: fucking asshole he enjoys talking of hunting super cub airplanes remember I told you private jet your private jet his little (laughs) puddle jumper fucking yeah it's not even as big as this room you know he enjoys talking about foods fishing that kind of stuff he is a smart man so we should have good conversation listen if i'm fucking flying all the way to alaska i'm not talking about cub planes i'm not talking about what kind of fucking food he likes i'm talking about the fucking women he hunted and raped and how he fucking went around his family you know yeah. and made them believe he was innocent all these years yeah call him yeah. out on the carpet right the carpet
0: No, just call him out on the carpet, I said. I like that. Do you? I do like that.
2: Call him out. It's old. Kind of old-fashioned, but... It is, but yeah, yeah, I like it. It works. Call him out. If you come, bring your video camera, because the pictures you get on the road trip here will be a keepsake. Yeah. I bet. I bet. He said
0: it was a three-hour drive. Yeah cuz land in Anchorage and you drive to Seward he said it's 3 hours of some of the most beautiful scenery. That's yeah. what it said in one of the letters so. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah,
2: I instead of driving the 3 hours though I'll just have the plane fly over and I'll jump out of the plane and well, parachute
0: maybe Mr. Hansen could send a super cub
2: for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hansen. Yeah,
0: Mr. Hansen.
2: Fuck him. Do you think they used to show him respect? They did on Fort, not the prison. No, no, in Anchorage when he was out, you know, gallivanting.
0: They say it was the baker. The baker.
2: Mm -hmm. They take about four weeks to get to you, but you will get them. He's talking about the pictures you take in the prison. Yesterday, the FBI contacted the prison by phone. I was called out to the attorney room to take the call. They are planning to come here to talk to me. I hope all goes well with that. I don't like the smell of feds. I don't either. Corrupt (laughs) motherfuckers. It's not good, that's for sure. No. Tell We're done now. Huh? Now
0: that you just said that, we're done. Oh, it's all yeah, over? Yeah, we're off the air. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the smell of feds, but this is my life we will be dealing with. Uh, feds, though, that's different than the police. Oh, yeah. Y- yes. Yeah. P.S. I think you will be the only one to have taken a picture with Hanson other than prisoners. Oh, 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 God. <laughs> Let me jack off.
3: <laughs>
2: Letter, July 18th, 2007. Hey, AC. Well, Hanson is sleeping. He sleeps a lot. However, over the years, he has been able to escape into his dreams. He tells me of his dreams, mostly flying, or hunting, yells sometimes in his sleep. He has type 2 diabetes and he is not doing too well. He feels hurt, takes about 30 pills a day to stay alive. He is also getting forgetful. His mom died two summers ago. He used to call her every Sunday and is the only time I ever saw him cry. The guards and minister told me first so that I could keep an eye on him. He was upset for the for a few days. Then it was all about how much money he may get. it. What Mother What? From the mom's estate. Now he's like Yeah, you know, he's
0: sad for a few days. That's a typical fucking sociopath. Psychopath. Because it's
2: all about him in yeah. the end.
0: He had some fake tears when she died, and he was probably sad mm-hmm. or acted sad. And then he was talking about how much money he was
2: going to get. I love the next part. I love it. I laughed my ass off when he only got $3,000. <laughs> they spent most of her money on a nursing home. Boy, was he pissed.
3: He would have rather, you know,
2: he'd have just killed her.
0: Oh yeah, oh, rather yeah. than spend money on a nursing home.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Fuck, fucking asshole. Oh, he's terrible. I've heard his life story from the time he was a kid to now, and he had a good childhood. His dad never hit him. Shit, I was beat every day of my fucking life. He didn't do a lot of dating as a kid. That's no shit. Yeah. Take a right. look at him. <laughs> and he was like fucking total introvert. Like a. But told me how he was able to look into the girl's locker room as a young teenager. Revert. That was an interesting story. You
0: remember? When oh, We talked yes. about it. Yeah. He went up in the rafters. Yes. How David Gore?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Preverts. Yeah. <laughs> prevert. <laughs> yeah. Even told me of the first person he killed. He was 16 years old. I had to lead him into all of the stories. I had to lie and make up shit. It's the only way he would ever open up. He was such an evil piece of shit that he never really opened up all the way Hansen's hands are flipping around now he's sound asleep but his hand is moving <laughs> could be a bad dream hell maybe he's reliving one of the killings well my friend have a nice week and I'm really looking forward to your visit we will have a good time respect Manford I'm gonna continue this I would imagine this letter is one of the few actual accounts of what it's like sharing a cell with someone like Hanson Manford was right there when you hear that you have to realize how fucking scary it must have been Sharing a cell with a monster. I can't imagine being in there and watching and listening to this maniac for seven fucking years. Manfred must have learned to sleep with one eye open. Literally, mm-hmm. right? Yes.
0: And let me just remind everybody, I'll give you this visual bologna sandwich. Uh, yes. It's a taint of shit. Oh, of man. That's, <sighs> you know, we've heard a lot of stories and, you know, you've been dealing with prisoners for 16, 17 years, never, ever heard something quite that disgusting. So foul. Yeah. Just, ugh. Yeah, but we know uh, where yes. it came from, yeah. right? It makes sense. All right. Letter dated July 20th, 2007. Hi, Anthony. Thanks for your letter. It's been hotter than hell here. We can't take it when it's over 80. I guess that is pretty hot there, right? Where? There? Alaska, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The feds are supposed to come here to talk to me. I'm not looking forward to that. They smell funny. You have to be on the other side of the law for years to understand that smell. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> what the
2: fuck? I totally forgot about this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. But they take their jobs to heart. They are out to save the world and keep it for themselves.
2: He's right about that. Yeah.
0: We're learning that, aren't we? We
2: are learning that mm-hmm. in today's times. So. Yeah.
0: I used to fear Corrupt. them. I used to fear them, but not anymore. I see them in a new light. Anyways, I've changed a lot over the years, and I like the new me. I feel sorry for Hansen. He has no remorse whatsoever. When I was able to get him to open up, which which was only after hours of telling him how I wanted to kill cops, blacks, and other people, I would make up shit, and after a time he would slowly open up and talk, and he would tell me
2: stories. So it's kind of like, yeah, this Manford, he's a fucking piece of shit like I am.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh He, He was playing a part, which was difficult, I'm sure. One thing I noticed over the years is that his stories never changed. Now, we've talked about that, haven't we? The consistency with... Hadden. His stories were always the
2: same. You want me you know? to say it?
0: Yeah, you say it. Haddon
2: Clark. Who's calling? Haddon Clark. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we heard that.
0: So, I'm sorry, guys. We heard that so many times, didn't <gasps> we?
2: Hundreds of
0: times. Uh, yes. Okay. And his stories were consistent. So anyway, this is what Manfred has to say. One thing I noticed over the years that his stories never changed. Most prisoners' stories change. That's because they are lying pieces of shit. (laughs) They didn't want to be somebody. So they make up shit, and after a time, they start believing their own bullshit, their own lies. But Hansen's stories always stay the same, and that makes me believe that they are true and very, very sick, and scary. I've been in the deep, dark place that he lives in, and it's a fearful place, and it's as real as any hell. As a matter of fact, Hansen makes hell look good. It's hard to explain, and I am damn well ready to never be his roommate ever again, but I need to hold out a little more. How would you like to help me out with some of what I know? I hope you get here for the dinner so you can meet this maniac. Then you will know what I'm talking about. This will be my last summer with him because part of the deal with the feds is to move away from him. Well, my friend, have a nice week. And if you get a chance, go buy a little King's Cream Ale and drink it for me. Much respect,
2: Manfred. Have you ever heard of Little King's Cream Ale? Uh, no, I never did. I mean, stop. I've heard of Cream. Stop. Okay. Gosh. Stop. You always stop me when I, I get, know. like, stop. into my thing.
0: Much respect, Manford, okay? Uh hmm
4: If I could look at the maps, I could find a place. But, see, in prison, they won't let you look at maps. So, if these people come to visit me, I could probably pinpoint it to them if they brought maps in, which they could legally do. Yeah, they can. Yeah. yeah. So I would be interested in that. Um, it ain't going to do me any good. It ain't going to help cut my time, and I'm not doing it to cut my time. What I'm doing it for is to give some peace to that family or relatives of the family. Yeah,
2: and that's very noble.
4: So, you know, I don't care. I've, I've got no place to go if I did get out.
2: So, um, do you have any family
4: out there? Yeah, but I don't have any relationship with my family. I just started one with my mom just a couple of years ago, and we still don't... Uh, have a greatest relationship, but it's a little better than it was. Okay. Uh, You know, I had a really screwed up childhood really bad. I think I started writing to you about that. You did. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. But I didn't, I'm not using that as an excuse. I knew right from wrong when I got old enough, I just didn't care. What happened to you? uh, You didn't care. I didn't care. Yeah, you didn't care what happened to you. Yeah, I just went went with the flow. Bikers took me in way back when I was a youngster and helped me out, and so I kind of was a follower after that for years. I thought I was one of them when I really wasn't. Were you a Hell's Angel? No. Okay. Um, I was an affiliation. That's it. Affiliation of the Hell's Angels? Yeah. I just I was just what they call a Klingon. I've had I have my ups and downs, but I keep uh, I keep focus. Once yes. I'm down I start reading pro-social books and I go on and ask them for help. Yeah. I'm just learning to ask for help. I had a problem with asking for help before, but. I just put that picture in a photo album that you sent to me of Abel, you, and uh, Hanson. Yeah, the old guys. hmm <laughs> Hanson and Abel, those guys are mean, miserable guys. They hate, they've been in over 20 years, and they hate everybody. They hate themselves. So Hanson is a bad guy, isn't he? And at, at the time I took that picture, I was playing one minute remaining. I only got a minute here, buddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was being mean with them so I could get what I wanted from him. So I was acting like I was mean, but I never was. Uh-huh. But I was a good actor. Alright. <laughs> anyways, I gotta run, so you take care of yourself. I'll drop you a letter this week.
2: I'll look forward to it, buddy.
4: Alright. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: You can tell by the last letter and the little he mentions and the phone call that something is happening. We were really surprised because back then we were just starting to learn what Manford was doing. You could tell, you know, how would you like to help? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Dr. T. (laughs) <laughs> he knew it. He sensed it back then yeah. that I was the doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Um, yeah, we started to figure out what he was doing. Yeah, He asked for my help, but at the same time. No, at this time. It's important. Okay.
3: He asked for my help, but at this time, it was just looking things up on the computer. I had no idea, no idea how deep this would go. Okay, let's wrap it up for today.
2: Take care, you guys. Stay safe. And remember,
3: always walk in the calm. After the storm.
1: Thank you, Tony. Thank you. This is Joey Siaglia, and thank you for listening to Murder Phone, hosted by my brother Tony Siaglia, the subject of the best selling book, The Serial Killer Whisperer, and his co host, who also happens to be our father, Al Siaglia. For more information on the show, please visit murderphone.com where you can ask questions link to our social media accounts and much much more if you'd like to help support the Murderphone podcast please go to our buy me a coffee page and sign up for a membership package you can access all kinds of cool exclusive content that only official Murderphoniacs can get please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast and an iTunes review would be much appreciated
2: well leave one if you liked it but if you didn't
1: fuck it Murder Phone was written and produced by Tony Siaglia and Al Siaglia and recorded at the Level 9 Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. A special thanks to our friend Justin Borrego for his editing magic. Join us next week for another exciting episode of Murder Phone.
2: Before we go... I want to give a huge shout out to all those living this life after brain injury, our new normal, as so many call it. You are awesome. Keep going. I know I will. And to my listeners that know someone living with a brain injury or other mental health issues... Please be kind, be patient, and most of all, be understanding. Remember, they are doing the best they can.